Welcome to Signaling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're talking about the present proceeding Word of God on the podcast and following the leading of the Holy Ghost since the 19th of January, 2019, in a visitation from the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. We were preaching in Transamerica, Kenya, Africa, and during a two-hour visitation, many things happened, but the bottom line was the Lord said, the Lord Jesus stated, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now, needless to say, we were flabbergasted that we're talking the time of the end of the last of the last days. Tune into the podcast, Sailing God's People here at App, uh, there on all social media sites, uh, there for the present proceeding word of God. We're starting in Revelation 7, verse 1, when it's exactly the scripture the Lord was referring to in the visitation. And going to Revelation 7, and after these things I saw four angels. Now those are angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds. Now we have four angels and four winds. That the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. I saw another angel ascending from the east. Now the east, eastward in the word of God, a gematria of, of 144, 12 squared, or perfect government of God, and the work of the Holy Ghost, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. Notice the earth, the land, sea, and the trees will be hurt. Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till until something happens. We have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. That's the mind of Christ. It is not newborn babies that desire the sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby. It is not little children that know that Jesus is the Father of glory, according to 1 John 2, 12-14. I run you little children because you've known the Father. There, not only do we stop there, but we go to young men. That's the Christ that is in you. Though the outward man is perishing, yet that inward man is renewed day by day. But it's growing from a baby to a little child to the little children, then to young men. I run to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. We see that the overcomers in Revelation, the second and the third chapter. These are works and obedience under righteousness, not the works of the law, but obeying the leading of the Holy Ghost unto all truth. Those true salvation, which is sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Now, the Holy Ghost is given to lead us and guide us into all truth, not partial truth, not as it was in Pentecost, where we saw through a glass darkly, knowledge in part. There, it was partial. But then when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part will be done away with. We all beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord now are changed into the very same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. There we find that there is the final growth of fathers. I write unto you fathers. First John, that's 2, verse 13 and 14. I write unto you fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning. That's full grown. As to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto perfect man. Unto a perfect man, the body of Christ, in that son of man revelation, that he is the head and we are the body of the Christ, which is the kingdom office. It was Jesus' favorite saying of himself, son of man. Now he says it again, John in First John 2, 13 and 14, says, I have written unto you fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. The him that's from the beginning is the word of God. In the beginning, in the beginning was the word. Word was with God. The, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. 
Without him was not anything made that was made. That word that was in the beginning with God is the Spirit of God in all truth. And we know in 1 John 2, 20, it says, You have an unction from the Holy One. You have no need that any man teach you. And it goes on to say, And you know all things and you know all truth. It's attributed to us through the Holy Ghost that we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Then 1 John 2.22, He was a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit of God and every attribute. If he that denies that Jesus is the, is the Christ, the Spirit of God in all offices, Father, Word, Holy Ghost, Son of God, Son of Man, the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent Spirit of God is the Spirit of Antichrist. Whosoever is born of God, in 1 John 5, 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. At revelation of Jesus is a requisite for us and our salvation, being able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. In Malachi 4, that son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings on the day of the Lord that shall burn as an oven. And the wicked will be ashes and under the righteous feet. And then he says, remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. We are in these days now. God is sealing his people now. The four angels holding back the four winds that will literally hurt the earth to see the land of the trees are being held through the angelic force right now walking to and fro in the earth. The Lord has said, get you hence. Walk to and fro on the earth. And we're going to take a good look at that in the present truth and the preceding word of God. The angels, the angelic force, the four angels are holding back the four winds. And we need to know what that is. And they are not going, the angelic force is not going to allow the four winds to blow on the earth until the mind of Christ is attained by every member in the body of Christ. For God knows how to deliver the righteous out of the tribulation and trouble. We have sealed the servants of our God on their forehead is uh, then after that event, then the four winds will be unleashed upon the earth. Now, when we take a good look at what does this mean, we look at Job to understand what the work of the angels are, what the work of the angels are doing now in the earth. We see Job 2, 1, again, there was a day when the sons of God, the Masoretic text says sons of God, and we know that the Septuagint text says instead of the sons of God are angels, we go with the Septuagint text of angels because they never marry nor given in marriage and don't procreate. That in Genesis 6, the sons of God came into the daughters of men. The angels did not. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, which in the Septuagint text are angels of God, and to present themselves before the Lord. Why? Because they're going to give an account to God. They are giving over the dominions, principalities, powers. These are the angelic force before the throne of God. But Satan came also among them to present himself, not to do anything for the people of God, but to present himself. He's always lifting up himself, presenting himself before the Lord. The Lord said unto Satan, from whence came us out? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth. Now, not only are the angels going to and fro in the earth and holding back the four winds, 
that are to hurt the earth, that is, the land, sea, and the trees. But Satan himself is doing that, seeking whom he may devour. And he's walking up and down in it. Now, as we go on, let's take a good look at Zechariah 1. Now, Zechariah is going to give us an insight into the chariots, what they are, the horses in those chariots and what they are. But in Zechariah 1, we are seeing that he's saying, In the eighth month and the second year of Darius came the word of the Lord to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, the prophet, saying, The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. Now the abomination is the transgression of desolation is because we have sinned against the Lord our God. We need to be walking in the present truth and woe be to them that are at ease in Zion. The Lord will search Jerusalem with candles and punish all those that are settled on their leaves. We must walk in the light as he's in the light in the present proceeding word of God. So the Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers, just as Daniel said, I've sinned him. I have sinned, and my fathers have sinned, and I'm worse than my fathers. Therefore, unto us belongs confusion of faces, as it is this day, but unto the Lord, everlasting righteousness and holiness unto God. Well, the Lord, judgment begins at the house of God. And if judgment first begins at the house of God, and the righteous scarcely be saved, then where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear? The Lord was, is sore displeased with our fathers, with your fathers. Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, repent. You'll find that in Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, in Revelation, the second and third chapter, in the overcomer. See that overcometh. I know thy works. Not works of the law, but the works and obedience under righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness. That's where many in the nominal churches have missed it. Well, be not as your fathers. He said, you turn to me, I'll turn to you, saith the Lord of hosts. Be not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, thus saith the Lord of hosts, turn you now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear, nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. That's Jesus Christ. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, did they not take hold of your fathers? And they returned and said, like as the Lord of hosts, thought to do unto us according to our ways and according to our doing, doing so hath he dealt with us. Now, going on into Zechariah, upon the 420th day of the 11th month, which is the month Sabbath, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, the prophet, saying, Take it on by and I saw by night. Now, these are the night visions. We're going to see that. And the vision upon uh, uh, the bed of Daniel, he said, I had visions of my head upon my bed in the night. These are night visions. Here we see the same thing in Zechariah. It is in the night that Job said, a man-child is birth. And that is uh, that night, Jesus said, work while it's day for the night cometh, in which no man can work. I saw by night, and behold, a man riding upon a red horse. He stood among the myrtle trees that were in the bottom. This is the lowliest in the valley, not on the mountaintop for the body of Christ, but they're going through. A valley experience at the very bottom. Tribulation and persecution arises against the whole body of Christ and anti-Semitic against the Jews in Israel and the church as well. And behind him were their red horses speckled in white. Now, then said I, oh, my Lord, what are these? He's asking a question. And the angel that talked with me said, I will show thee what these be? And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are they whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro through the earth. That's the angelic host. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth. And behold, take a good look at it, all the earth set is still and is at rest. Who's at rest here? The people of God. 
or is it the heathen at rest? Because they think everything continues as it was. Slowful, scoffers, not believing God. Zechariah carries it on. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long will thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah against which thou hast had indignation? These three score and ten years, seventy being the number of restoration of restitution. And Acts 3, 20 and 21 states that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. And 70 is the number of restoration of the restitution of all things is all truth. The Holy Ghost will lead and God, guide the true body of Christ into all truth that we will not toss, be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And the Lord answered the angel that talked with me with good words and comfortable words. So the angel that communed, talked with me, said unto me, cry, thou saying, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and Zion with a great jealousy. Now the church has been grafted into the vine. We're wild out of branches, and because of Israel's unbelief, they fell and were cut off, and blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, but we stand by faith. We do not boast ourselves against that branch. We're the wild olive branches that have been, gra that have been grafted in. So we have not only the nation of Israel going through this, but the church of the living God as well. And Amos 9 verse 9, God commanded to sift all the house of Israel among the nations but not the least grain will fall to the ground. God will lose none of those that are in him. Amos 9.10, But I'll destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword, which say no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. No trouble, no tribulation. And Mr. Babylon says, I said a queen. That's a false church. I am no widow. I will see no sorrow. These are birth pangs but I will see none. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. These are the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs for the man child Christ in us to be birthed to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man. Well, whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. And them that he justified, he glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing short of that. Jesus is coming back for a church without spot and without blemish. Don't let anybody tell you different. Now, God said, and I was very sore displeased with the heathen. Who's at rest? The world is at rest. The heathen are at ease. And uh, in the earth because they think everything is going just great for them. The church is in the bottom. They're going through trials and tribulations and persecutions. They do not understand. They do not understand. Those are birth pains. Trouble on every side, but not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of our Lord Jesus may be manifest in our bodies. For we which live are always delivered, delivered unto death, that the life of our Lord Jesus may be made manifest in our mortal bodies. And our light affliction, which is only but for a moment, as we see here, will work for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. If we suffer with him, we will reign with him. But most of the denominal churches, sadly to say, do not understand the cross, which is the government of God, and the government shall rest upon Jesus' shoulder. That is, Amos, uh, we find in Isaiah 9, 5. And it said unto us, a, a child is born unto us, a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulder, singular. The only thing that rested upon Jesus' shoulder was the cross. And we have a crossless Christianity for the most part today. It has gone prosperity with an ideology of, uh, uh, that we find in Laodicea. Laodicea says, I'm increased with goods. I have need of nothing. And God said, uh, the Lord speaking to Laodicea, knowest thou not your poor, wretched, naked, destitute? 
I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried on the fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Well, God said, I was a little displeased with the heathen, but they aren't at ease. The earth is at ease. The angelic coast is telling the Lord uh, when they present their, uh, what they're finding walking to and fro in the earth and up and down in it, they're saying, well, the heathen are at rest. The heathen are the ones at ease, and the body of Christ is going through the myrtle trees and the sufferings and the valley in the bottom. For I was but a little displeased, and the world, the heathen, helped forward the affliction. Many of the afflictions of the body of Christ, of the righteous, but God delivered them out of them all. Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts, and a line, and that is a reed like unto a run given to me, saying, Rise, make the temple of God the altar, and them that worship therein, but the court which is without, leave out and measure not. It's given to the Gentiles, and it was trodden it down for 42 months, time, times and a half, three and a half years, which is the same time of the two witnesses given power for 42 months. That is the work of the ministry which we are all called for. Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and they shall yet, and shall he shall yet choose Jerusalem. Now, let's take a look at it. And Zechariah goes on and says, I lifted up my eyes and saw before, behold, four horns. Now, the four horns are going to fray the earth. And I said to the angel that talked to me, what be these? What are these four horns? And he said, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. There, and the Lord showed me four carpenters. Now, the four carpenters are the ones that's going to rebuild it in a restoration. And if, if, um, the heavens will receive Jesus, Acts 3, 20 and 21, until the times of the restoration or restitution of all things. That's all truth. Here it is. Then said I, what come these to do? And he spake, saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, that no man did lift up his head. But these are come to fray them, to cast out the horns of the Gentiles. The Gentile world there will literally be destroyed, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Those that are coming against Israel have no spiritual sense of what they're saying or what they're doing. They're ignorant spiritually of the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's take a look at what the angels are doing. Now, we know there's four angels and they're holding back the four winds now. And it's going to be in the earth and holding them back until the church of the living God are sealed with the mind of Christ, with the word of God. In all truth, that's what God is doing now. Zechariah 6, now in Zechariah 2, there's that line. It read like unto a uh, rod given to me to rise and measure the temple of God. There's a line to measure Jerusalem. Zechariah 3, we have Joshua, Yeshua, the ones called by the name of Jesus, having a change of raiment, coming out of the fire, a brand plucked out of the fire. Zechariah 4, we have the two olive trees, which are the two sons of all the body of Christ coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus. Zechariah 5, we have Babylon. That coming back, that talent of lead, that is land and has its base in Shinar, Babylon, the false church. Zechariah 6, here we go. Now, this gives us an insight into what's happening right now. And I turned and lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots. Now, here we go with four chariots out from between two mountains. And the mountains were mountains of brass. Brass in the word of God, obviously, is judgment of the altar of, the, of uh, brass of the brazen altar is where you put uh, and place the blood of the sacrifice there, and it literally stood in blood in the outer court. And the first chariot were red horses. What are these chariots? First chariot were red horses. Second chariot, black horses. Then the third chariot, we have white horses. Then the fourth chariot, gristle and bay horses. But what are these chariots? Well, that's what he's going to ask. Then I answered and said to the angel that talked with me, what are these, my Lord? Well, that's a little L-O-R-D. In other words, talking to the angel. And the angel answered and said unto me, these are the what? Four spirits of the heavens. 
Where are they? Which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth? These are righteous. They are on the spirits of uh, and angelic forces and under God, our Lord Jesus Christ. What are they doing? Well, we know that four spirits of angels sent out to the earth. And it tells us here in Zechariah 6, 6, the black horses which are therein go forth into the north country and the white go forth after them and the gristle go forth toward the south country and the bay went forth and sought to go that they might walk what? To and fro through the earth. That's what's happening right now. And he said, get your hints. Go. Walk to and fro through the earth. That's exactly what the angels are doing. So they walk to and fro through the earth. They're doing it right now, holding back the four winds, which are to hurt the land, the sea, and the trees. The great tribulation that is about to come forth. All waiting for one thing, the body of Christ to wake up that sleeps and drunkard and howl for that new wine is cut off from us. That last reign of the Holy Ghost. Ask you of the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign. This is not the former reign of Acts 2. This is not a Pentecostal reign. It's a new thing, a radical change, not church as usual. Ask you of the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord will make bright clouds and forth showers, everyone grass in the field. Be far, far greater than the Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost. That's Zechariah 10.1. Then... They walked to and fro through the earth. Then he cried, he upon me, and spake unto me, saying, Behold, those, these that go toward the north country have done what? Quieted my spirit in the north country. In other words, uh, that the spirit there of the body of Christ literally would not speak. That none lifted up her head and spoke or said anything. They're casting truth to the ground. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, take of them of the captivity. Now, what's so important about the captivity, those that are in Babylonian captivity? Well, in the last days, Jesus said, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, what is that faith? We find in the book of the Revelation that he cast truth to the ground, the Antichrist. And we find a global government of a lion, bear, and leopard that all the kingdoms, Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome, coming together and a, a government like has never been before. Since it was a nation, neither shall ever be again. That great tribulation upon the earth. And at that time, it said, he that, leadeth in, he that leadeth into captivity will go into captivity. There's a captivity. He that killeth with a sword must be killed by the sword. Here is the faith and patience of the saints, the ones that are sanctified, holy, both spirit, soul, and body the church of the living God that know the truth, not sitting back there in Pentecost, building a grove, but coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus, walking in the present truth of the word of God. I'm afraid that most of them are sitting back and lulled to sleep there under denominational teaching there that they can their pre-trib rapture is going to happen any minute and totally do not know that they're saying in Mr. Babylon, I said a queen, I am no widow, and I'll see no sorrow, no trouble, no tribulation. That's exactly what Babylon says. Well, the word of the Lord came to me, take of them of the captivity of hell, Jediah, which come from Babylon and come thou the same day and go into the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Zephaniah, God has secreted, God has sealed. Take silver and gold. Silver, there's a king crown and gold, the crown made for the matter on the high priest. Take silver and gold and make crowns and set them on the head of Joshua, Yeshua, the ones called by the name of Jesus, son of Josedek, which is righteous, the sons of righteousness, the sons of all in Zechariah 4, the high priest. What is that calling that for the body of Christ? Kings and priests. There's a crown of silver and gold, a crown of king priesthood. That's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many be perfect or depressed toward that mark, that's the mind of Christ. And then speaking to him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man. That's Jesus ahead, we the body of Christ, whose name is the branch. 
and he shall grow up out of his place and he shall build the temple of the Lord. We're going into that millennial temple. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord and he shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule upon his throne. We see that in Psalm 132, 11. The Lord has sworn in truth to David and will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body, David, will I, God himself, set upon your thy throne. And he'll do it through the millennial. And we're called to be kings and priests and reign with him during that millennial. There it is, the crowns of silver and gold. And he shall grow up out of his place and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord and he shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule upon his throne and he shall be a priest upon his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. A king priesthood and the crown shall be to Helam, to Bajah and to Judea. And to him, the son of Zephaniah, for a memorial in the temple of the Lord, and they that are far off, the body of Christ, shall come and build in the temple of the Lord. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you, and this shall come to pass if you will diligently obey. Obedience is required. We can't just know this truth. Forsake not the assembling yourselves together as a man of some men, so much more as to see the day approaching. God, he will, God right now is fitly framing this body together and compacting it. For these days are here now. He's sealing his people that come together in one mind, one accord, just as it was in Pentecost, yet much higher glory. And uh, he said, if we will diligently obey the voice of the Lord our God, this will certainly come to pass. It's literally upon us. The burden is on us. Any man says the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord shall be cut off. The burden is on us, the people of God, the child of God. In song, the canticles of Solomon, it said, Awake, O north wind. Watch these winds. Awake, O north wind, and come thou south. There's a north wind and a south wind. Remember, the four angels are holding back these four winds. We have a north wind. We have a south wind. And we see there, Awake, O north wind, and come thou south. Blow. Blow upon my garden. We are the garden. We're the planting of God. And the spices, that the spices thereof may flow out. It's only through the time in the valley, tribulation, persecution, that we bring forth. When we're weak, then we are strong. Paul said, and I will gladly glory in my affliction, for when I'm weak, then am I strong. Well, that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and do what? Eat his pleasant fruits. This is not corn harvest. This is a fruit harvest of oil and wine and tabernacles, the latter rain. Song 8, verse 8, the last chapter of the Song of Solomon. We have a little sister. She's born again. She had no breast. What shall we, we do for our sister in the day when she'll be, she shall be spoken for? Now, if she be a wall, we will build upon her a palace of silver. Silver be redemption. If she be a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. God will uncover the cedar work. In the last day, Zephaniah, Zephaniah 2. Then the body of Christ says, I am a wall. The ones come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, they're not newborn babies. They're not little children. They're not just young men. They're fathers. They've come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man, into the knowledge of the Son of God in the image of Jesus Christ. I am a wall in my breast like towers. Then was I in his eyes as one. That found favor. Don't you know that all all run in a race, but only one winneth the prize. The prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus is what he has set before us now. The angels are holding back the four winds. The four winds will be that lion, that leopard, and that bear, and that Revelation 13 that will come as a great onslaught against the world and literally take dominion over the world. You, we will, as Christians, be hated of all nations, and some will be delivered up to be afflicted, and some will be delivered up, and they shall kill us. Solomon hath a vineyard in Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. He let out the vineyard unto keepers. Who are the keepers? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Thousand is the perfect glory of God. Solomon, you must have a thousand. He's there, and how do we know that? You're supposed to bring a thousand pieces of silver. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. Oh, Solomon, you must have a thousand. This is perfection. And those that keep the vineyard thereof, 200. Well, that's 200 for the apostle. 
200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, 200 for the teacher, equaling uh, for the perfecting of the saints. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. This is the work that God's doing now to those that have an ear to hear. Well, what's happening? They're walking to and fro on the earth right now until the, the servants of God are, are literally sealed in their forehead with the mind of Christ. And that is the present preceding word of God. It is not Pentecost. Daniel 7, 1, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. And he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters, the whole truth of it. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night. Here we are in the night again where the man child is birthed. And behold, the four winds, there's those four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. The sea is multitudes, kindreds, nations, and tongues. The four winds are going to blow on the earth against the land, sea, and the trees. That's Revelation 7. The only thing that's coming back in that great onslaught is the angelic forces holding them back right now in this world, walking to and fro in this earth, holding them back until the servants of God are sealed in their forehead. Neighbor, you better hear. We all better come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and be sealed. If we don't, it'll be our fault. The burden's on us. Great four beasts came up out of the sea, the verse one for another, and here we go. A lion had eagle's wings. Then you're another beast likened to a bear. So here's the lion, there's the bear, and then we're going to have another leopard right here. There's your Revelation 13 government there that we're going to war, that's going to war against the saints of the living God and hate, to be hated of all nations for his name, name's sake. The good news is, that Daniel goes on and said, I saw in the night visions, and one behold, like the Son of Man. That's Jesus, the head, and we, the body of Christ, the kingdom office of the Spirit of God, came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. That's Jesus himself, the Father of glory, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion, glory, kingdom, that all people, all people, nations, languages, should serve him, not them, him, Jesus Christ, only the everlasting uh, Father of glory. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom which shall not be destroyed. Here we are. There we see in Revelation 9, the fifth angel sounded. What happens if we don't have the seal of the living God? Well, under that fifth trumpet, take a look. The fifth angel sounded. I saw a star far from heaven to the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit, the abyss. He opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, the smoke there's a smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. What happens here? There came out of the smoke locusts, the locust horde upon the earth. It's going to hurt the earth, the land, there, sea, and the trees. Watch it. As unto them were given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. This is dragging the old serpent, the scorpion, and the ones that follow him. And it was commanded them they should not hurt the grass of the earth, not hurt any green thing, neither any tree. Who are you hurting? Only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Neighbor, we better get this seal of the living God. Without it, we can't stand. We will be deceived. He goes on and talks about what this great work is. And the good news is we prevail in the end of the days. And he talks about the rest of the men. Even all this time, they, were, they that were not killed by these plagues yet, not repented of the works of their hands. They are so evil-minded and their conscience seared with a hard arm. They never repent and give God glory. Revelation 13, there's your seeing what's happened. What's going to hurt the earth, the land, the sea, and the trees? Well, there it is. You've got a lion, you've got uh, uh, a leopard, a lion, and uh, uh, then the bear. And uh, that is the kingdoms of this world. Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome, all of it coming together in the greatest onslaught against the Christians and against Israel that's ever been. And the world will worship the dragon. So somebody says, what's happening now? All the colleges and universities, uh, uh, they're in America. They're anti-Semitic. Well, there it is. 
They worship the dragon, the old serpent, the dragon, the scorpion. <laughs> they, it's a spiritual warfare, friend. It's not a political. It's spiritual. It's good against evil, God's kingdom against the kingdom of darkness. And it looks at, though, that in the, it, during the time when the, the body of Christ is cast down and truth is cast down to the ground, that the heathen are at rest. The Gentiles are at ease in the earth. They think they're fine to their little AI, artificial intelligence, and their uh, tree of knowledge that they, they think they know it all, and global warming, whatever other nonsense. In Revelation 13, he talks about that, and he calls, it comes right down to the mark of the beast, causes all both small, great, rich, and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. The ones that do not receive the seal of God, they're at Jesus. They're, they will have in the right hand or in their foreheads the mark of the beast. That mark of the beast is a 600, three score, and six, which is a chi, z, stigma. This 600 is Christ, the Spirit of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. In flesh, sixth number of flesh, Christ, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. That is of God. But Jesus Christ's key, Z, written as a, as a serpent in the Greek. There comes against, and Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. The flesh being the body of Christ now. Jesus Christ is still coming in the flesh. Not has come, is come. Present in perfect tense that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. First John 4 verse 1 says this is that spirit of Antichrist. The ones that do not have the seal of the living God having that knowledge will take the mark of the beast thinking that they are serving God and have literally taken that in honor and worshiping the dragon which brought forth that son of perdition. You can read 7-1 again, Revelation 7-1. We're going to state it again. After these things, I saw four angels. What are the angels doing? The chariots are angels. That the four spirits before God, they're holding back the four winds that are to hurt the earth, and that is the land, sea, and the trees. It's going to happen as soon as God's people are sealed. People of God, you need to contact us. We need to contact and be in fellowship with you. If you want to hold on to your denominations, that's fine. Go ahead. But the ones that do know their God will be strong and do exploits, and they will come in one mind and one accord, and the body of Christ will be fitly framed together and compacted according to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, and to the knowledge of the Son of God, and to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of Jesus. That's what he's doing now. We need to hear from you. This is incumbent upon us now that we do not sit back and do, uh, be at ease in Zion, that we move to the saving of our souls, building our priest chambers, that we will enter in until God's indignation be overpassed and God's anger in and their destruction. It's up to us. It's up to us right now either to come forth or we're going to suffer the consequences. You'll see there in Matthew 25 that he talks about the five Wise and five foolish virgins. They're all virgins. They're serving the Lord. The only difference is the foolish virgins do not have enough oil of truth in their lamps. They have some truth, yes. But they're not walking light. He's in light. They don't have the full measure of the statue of Jesus. They don't have enough oil in their lamp. And you see what happens. The five foolish virgins do not enter in because they did not walk in the present truth. The ones, the virgins, uh, that had enough oil in the lamp went in, and it was shut to the door just as it was in the days of Noah. Noah, a preacher of righteousness, built the ark to the saving of his soul. Then he entered into the ark. God shut the door. God's going to shut the door here. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. When God shut that door, no man could enter in. But it did not rain or break up the, the depth or the windows of heaven open up and the depth of the earth, the sea open up 
and literally the flood uh, come upon the earth until after seven days. Now's the time of salvation. Now's the acceptable time. We need to hear from you. And the body of Christ said, know this word. You may want this in your church. You may want this in your community. But if you do not, notice here the sealing of God. And there I looked and behold, the Lamb stood upon the Mount Zion with him, 144,000 having the Father's name written in their forehead. The Father's name is Jesus. That's the word of God into the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters. That's a church of living God. And a voice of a great thunder. The lightning is the effulgence and revelation of the word of God. The thunder is the understanding of it. Then there's voices. That's individual instruction doing the will of God for each individual member, members in particular. And we must find the will of God and work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. We miss that. We miss entering into the heavenly realm and into heaven itself. I heard the voice of the harpers. They sung as it were a new song. That's the song of the, of the Lamb before the throne and before the four beasts. The four beasts are the lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are the four Zoe, the four living creatures, and the elders. And no man can learn that song but who? The 144,000, which were what? They are the redeemed. That's a perfect governor of God coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus, being what? Being sealed in the forehead with the mind of Christ. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Those are the virgins that make it. The virgins that have plenty of oil in their lamp. They don't stop and say, I'm saved, sanctified, and that's it. No, they're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God said, I'll reveal this even unto you. Paul stated that. These were the redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Neighbor, there you have it. And uh, this is what we're doing right now. And if you will, you need to contact us. We need to fellowship together, bring this word of God. We're just scraping the tip of the iceberg. This goes much, much depth. And in the sealing is through the word of God, through the Holy Ghost. The seal of the God, your Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost that you have, the Spirit of God, Christ in your hope of glory is your sealing. But someone said, well, I'm already sealed. Well, you were sealed as a newborn baby, but you desire the sincere muck of the words. You must grow thereby. Then you go to little children. I write you little children because you've sense of forgiveness for his namesake and you've known the Father. Now you have greater revelation. I write you young men because the word of God is strong in you. You've overcome the wicked one. You're doing the will of God. You work out your own salvation, fear and trembling. It's God that works in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure. You did that. Those are the overcomers. And look at Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And you're not conformed to this world in this false prosperity gospel. But you have the, through the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. Doing the will of God, working out your own salvation according to the purpose and will of God that worketh in you mightily. God's calling us to it right now. Tune us, tune us in. Download the app. Sailing God's people. Tell your neighbors, friends about it. But we need to get together. Friend of God, believer in the Holy Ghost, brothers and sisters, handmaids of God. It's time for us to come together. If God's dealing with you, do not procrastinate. This is the end of days. This is the last of the last days. Those that sit back and stay asleep thinking, well, one of these days that, no, God's doing it now. He's sealing his servants now. The ones that are obedience under righteousness, under holiness, are being sealed now in the present truth. We need to hear from you. You can uh, email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. I'll wait to hear from you. I look forward to meeting you. We are the ones that God will use in these last days as a powerful move of God for the work of the ministry. This gospel of the kingdom being preached into all the world for a witness unto all nations. We cannot sit back and say, well, one day we will. We have to follow in that present truth and the leading of the Holy Ghost. 
That is the preceding word. We're walking in the light as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another. Can't stay over there and not be in the body of Christ. We have fellowship, blood flow with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. That's if this unity of the faith, this knowledge of the Son of God, where we add to our faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, and charity is what grows, is uh, a charity that abounds one toward another from you to me, all of us in the body of Christ, lifting up each other and uh, coming into the unity of faith, speaking the same things in the unity of the faith. This is what God has called us to do now. Need to hear from you. Again, email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. You can also go to our website, dennisbeard.org. SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com. We love to hear from you. Download our app and tell others, tune in to Sealing God's People on our podcast. There, now we're praying for each one of you. This sealing is happening now. I cannot stress that enough in the Holy Ghost. God is doing it now. Don't sit back and be at ease in Zion. God said, woe be unto the end that are at ease in Zion. We have to move for the saving of our souls. Grabbing a hold of the hope that is laid before us. And the ones that do will be sealed. And those are the ones. That charity, reaching that level of charity, not just love, but the love of God based in doing His will, that's charity. And charity will cover a multitude of sins. And charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness. Neighbor, that we will presented, be presented uh, blameless before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in both spirits and body. Now we're praying for each one of you, all of us, in the body of Christ, that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.